and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Garden. I want to invite you into the garden right now so that I can share this story with you about how this garden in particular came to be. I shared a bit last week on the podcast about how we're co-creating a haven with the beings of light from the fairy realm and the David realm and the angelic realms. And I thought it might be fun this week to tell you about how we, how we landed in this space in particular. Because for me and in my life, this is one of the best examples of following my own inner guidance. And I did it a lot of times over the years, kind of against any kind of rational thought or anything that made sense. So I'll say this at the onset too. There may be some dog snoring happening in the background. Ginger's here with me. She's cozied up. Um... She's recovering from surgery right now, and she's doing really great, Um, but she's so cute, and she, so you might hear some snuffling and waffling in the background, so hopefully that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't bother you. So this story of how I ended up in this um, very small town in northern Michigan actually begins in New York City, where I was living in my 20s. And I was going through a pretty massive heartbreak. And I, at the same time, was living in an apartment that was next to this park. And this park was amazing. It, I, I think that it's accurate to say that this park um, was the only remaining old growth forest in all five boroughs of New York City. I think that's, that's a fact. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. So this park, I would go up into these woods with these old, old trees. And I'd never been around trees like this before. They were so huge that it would take several of us to, you know, link hands to meet up around them. And they were so tall and so magnificent. And as I was going on these hikes with my dogs, I was beginning to hear them tell me things. And I... I had enough experience with my own spirituality and also my own mental health issues where I had enough discernment to recognize that what I was experiencing was um, not a mental health issue, but was in fact, you know, a, a deeper spiritual calling to communicate with these trees and to communicate with myself on a deeper level. You know, and the thing that's interesting about heartbreak, I think, is that it really boils everything else away in a really interesting way. Because, you know, it's so cliche to say that you don't recognize yourself in the mirror, but I found that to be so true when I was at the end of this relationship that I did not know who I was anymore and I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. And I I wanted to know myself again. I wanted to know who I was and what I needed and what I wanted. So I started talking to the trees and being in the woods more. And 
it became really clear to me as I went along that I needed to leave New York City. I needed to be somewhere um, where I could um, have a home and a yard, where I could garden, where I could get my hands in the dirt, and where I could start to work more closely with the plant spirits and the devas and and do some healing on myself and um, be a part of a healing that was happening in a bigger picture, you know, with the David realm. So when it came to picking the place, um, I had all sorts of crazy ideas. I had thought about going to Alaska at one point where, you know, I had read like a a romance novel that took place there. (laughs) And I was like, that's a great idea. Um, But actually what happened was I had spent a summer in high school at this arts camp. It was the summer before my senior year of high school and I was, um, oh, so enchanted by this place. I had never been anywhere where just like kids were passionate about what they were passionate about and it was all on display. Like, you know, people were playing instruments everywhere and singing and dancing and taking photographs and being very dramatic. That was my, that was my part. I was in, in a drama program. And it was like, I, I really, it was the first time I really felt like fully myself. And so I was also surrounded by all this beautiful, beautiful nature. And I just felt really good in this place, you know. And so when it came time to pick a place to live, I thought, well, yeah, Northern Michigan and and Lake Michigan in particular is like, has been one of my favorite places. And a friend of mine had lived here before in this, in this town I live in now. And, um, I had to come up with her one time for one overnight. So I started to think about being here and, and she had a friend still who lived here and he knew of a place that, that was open to rent. And then I saw a want ad in the paper about, um, a temporary part-time office assistant job at the newspaper. And I wanted to be a writer. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll apply for that job. I'll live in that house. I can waitress if I need to. I, I mean, I was pretty much guaranteed that I was going to waitress. And um, so I, I just did it. I just did it. I didn't even have, I had a job interview lined up for the day after I got here. And I had the house like a couple days before I was leaving, I secured the house. It was really... Um, kind of bonkers to tell you the truth that I did this. So I got here, settled in, had a job, had a place to live. Um, I did get the job at the newspaper, by the way. And I, tr- I turned it into a writing job uh, eventually. But I knew that I wanted to buy a house. And property ownership is a weird, weird thing. And it doesn't really make sense on a spiritual level. But I knew that I wanted um, to buy a house and, and have a, a space to, to um, be the caretaker of. And so I started searching. And I had so many disappointments. There were so many times where I thought, this is the house. One in particular, I was sure it was my house. And then it wasn't. It was so wasn't. And then the real estate agent would always say, um, like, we'd, we'd go into a new place and she'd say, welcome to your new house. And it was like, no, it's not my new house. This is not the place. And then one day, and it was February, it was snowing so much that you could hardly even find the house under the banks of snow. 
And we we sort of like climbed into the house over the snowbanks and she's like, Welcome to your house. And it was. It was my house and I was I was so um delighted. I was delighted to find it and to be home. So um I began gardening that summer and worked really hard and it was it was just lovely. I worked really hard on the house and everything and after a couple years, I started to get really, really sick. And I'd been, I'd been having health issues kind of my whole life, but I started to get really, really sick. And it became clear that I could not live here by myself anymore, and I, I needed help. And so, um, and a lot of my medical help was not here. Because this is um, a pretty rural area, and it was about four hours away from my family, my doctors, everything like that. So... I uh, I decided, and mom decided that it would be best if I moved back in with her. And we didn't know what to do about the house because we both felt really strongly that we needed to keep it. And it didn't make any sense to keep it, um, especially financially, <laughs> but we felt like it was so important. And so we got it ready to rent. And we weren't sure how that was going to work, but we did it. And then a friend called, and she didn't know that I was needing to move, but she needed a place to stay for a couple weeks. And I said, well, you know, you can have the whole house for as long as you need it. And so she ended up staying for three years, which was the perfect amount of time we needed to have someone stay and cover some of the costs and be in the house. And by the time she was ready to buy her own house and move on with her own life, she um, she left and we were ready to, to have it be ours again. And so we, we just felt so strongly like we just wanted to do everything we could to, to keep this place. And we had no idea why. So at the time, we also, we were living in Detroit. We were taking care of... Um, a bunch of loved ones who were at the end of their lives. And it was just very important to be in the place where we were at the time we were. So we feel really good about the time we spent down in Detroit and the things that we were able to do for people we loved. And then the pandemic hit. And it was like my health was also starting to go downhill again. I had sort of recovered a bit. And then I have these waves, you know, it's a little bit of a roller coaster with chronic illness. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was, I was not doing great. And um, we just sort of, there was no food in the grocery stores and we didn't really have a place where we could grow food there. The yard we had there was very, very small. And so we had the house up here and we thought, let's, let's just go, let's go, let's do some gardening. Let's, let's just be there for now. And it was amazing because we all started to feel better. Like just I, my health improved pretty dramatically with the improved air quality. And, you know, um, it was a huge privilege to have that option. It was a huge privilege to have the option of living with my mom in the first place. You know, I think a lot about when people with chronic illness um, have these really drastic disabling downturns. And I am so grateful uh, for the the chances I had to be in safe places um, along the way. But so we ended up back up here 
in this little house and it it became really clear that you know it was time to let go of of Detroit and our dreams that we had for living in Detroit and and the house oh we loved that house so much and it was so beautiful and we just finished making it ours and um and we were able to pass it along to someone here's another thing where it's like the timing works out perfect sometimes our neighbors who we really liked um were ready to buy a house and so they wanted our house and 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 we we gladly and happily passed it along to them so it was it was really exciting then to realize how pieces were falling into place and then you know over all the years there was an empty lot next to our house here and i would gaze like over this fence and think about what i would do with it and everything usually involved a greenhouse and having a greenhouse and so at at one point after we figured yeah we're settled here this is what we're going to do i looked up in the tax records who owned that lot and i wrote a letter because our printer wasn't working and so i hand wrote a letter which is pretty tricky for me my handwriting is pretty illegible but i very carefully <laughs> wrote out each letter of every word and made it as legible as i could and i sent it away in the mail and I got a phone call and the guy had gotten this letter and they had hoped someday to build a retirement home on that property. But with the pandemic, their financial situation had changed and so it wasn't gonna be realistic for them at that time. And he said, you know, they might not have, have considered our offer otherwise, but he just was very charmed by getting a handwritten letter. He said, you know, you don't get handwritten letters anymore and so I just thought that was so funny because I mean I would never have handwritten a letter if our printer had worked (laughs) so so we ended up buying the lot next to us and then things came along like a video dropped on my YouTube queue about uh dome greenhouses and we ended up putting up the dome and so all these pieces just started falling into place over this last couple years that made it so clear that we were meant to be here and that this was our place. So, you know, I just wanted to tell this story because it was like all of the things that needed to align always aligned to bring us back here. And even though it didn't make sense, it didn't make sense to move here in the first place. It didn't make sense to buy the house. It didn't make sense to keep the house. It didn't make sense necessarily to come back here. Um, But it all made sense in our hearts and like on a on a deeper level of where we're meant to be and how we're meant to live and so i just wanted to share that because sometimes we do follow our inner guidance and we don't know until like years and years and years later why and how it's all meant to work out but it does so and i think too that where we live is such an important part of the work that we do on a spiritual level. Sometimes we're called to hold space in a certain place at a certain time. And that's definitely a big part of what I feel like has led me to this place and this space, this little, this little haven next to Lake Michigan where we uh, co-create with all these beings of light. So I hope you enjoyed this story. And... Um, As always, if you are interested in 
chatting more about anything that you're contemplating or you know getting some feedback or guidance about things that you're not quite clear on I do offer one-on-one readings and um, you can find out more information about that on my website which is thedavidconnection.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. And if you'd like to see pictures from our garden, um, I'm posting some stuff on Instagram. So you can follow us there uh, at the David Connection. So um, I hope this finds you well. I hope that you're having a great week and I'll chat with you soon.